For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's um, Monday night, and I uh, a little bit po- torn in two directions. I I really feel like I should try to resume. Uh, my talks on the Summon Bonum, as they promised Mishpacha Stefanski, who are good, very good friends of mine, um, and especially in in, uh, in the difficult time I'm going through right now. Um, on the other hand, requires a, a lot of clear thought. I don't have all the kayach. On the other hand, I'm of such a nature that when I have an obligation hangs over me and bothers me more for not fulfilling it. So let me say a few words, even though they won't be adequate, to continue our series on the Summon Bonum. We were talking about the Rambam. And I'll share with you, I'll try to share with you a couple points um, that have to do with what we call the reception of science, with how the Rambam's words were understood in his time. If you listen to the last one I did for uh, my operation uh, some weeks ago, so you remember that Ramam has a lot to say on this particular subject. What's the final scar and onus, so to speak? And he was very clear, very careful in his classical style, philosophical style, to define terms and distinguish between different terms. And the key point is that um, Olam Haba is not identical with Tukiyas Mesa. Olam Haba is not the same thing as Tukiyas Mesa. We believe in both. But the final summum bonum, the highest good, the biggest schar, is a Rukhni sticker type of thing, if, if if that. And it's not certainly not physical. And that's what we call Olam Haba, which is an Olam Haba in the sense of another state of being, a different state of being. Than what you're talking about now. Now, Tchias HaMesim is not, even though you say it is, but I mean, it is physical, physical resurrection. So, even though it would be the most extraordinary event, but it'll be, you know, a physical event. But the Olam Haba is something completely different. That is a big point of the Rambam. And if you recall what I said reading in the which is his classic statement on the subject, the Rambam actually made fun of the fact that most people, rabbis especially, get wrapped up in the Tchisa Mason part, which is our people coming back wearing the same clothes that they wore before. You know, you'll be short, fat, and ugly when you come back, or tall, dark, and handsome, things of that nature. Or a lady who come back and be a, a, you know, bathing beauty or something like that. Uh, where will that happen later? Uh, tell me about the Tachrichim. All these things the Rambam said, people sort of spend their time on, and kind of like wasting their time, as he put it, because they're ignoring the main event, which they should be concentrating on, and that's Olam Habo. And I repeat, Olam Habo having... Raise that as a point, 
the Rambam proceeds to say that nobody knows exactly what it is. That's going to be in the nature of the non-physical, by definition. The eye as the Pasuk says, the eye has not seen what awaits the righteous. And so it's almost like paradoxical. You, you should concentrate on the final event, but you'll never be able to understand the final event until it happens. And you don't know what kind of a state you'll be when it happens. But it won't be physical. Okay? Uh, it won't be physical. Even though the Torah seems to talk in physical terms, in spite of that, the Rambam says the final good, the final Shavonish, is not in the world that you and I inhabit at this moment, which is the physical world, but it's somewhere else. Or in some other state of being. That might be a better way of putting it. Okay? And so, you know, the Rambam, therefore, is very clear in deconstructing and sharply defining the three cardinal events that have to do with the future, the Yomosa Mashiach, the um, the Tchis HaMesim, and, and the Olam Abba, which is the final, final summum bonum. Now, that's me talking. And I think... <clears throat> That's what he meant. But in the time of the Rambam, and this is often what happens, because he wrote so much, and what he wrote was not identical everywhere, so people misunderstood him, or they disagreed with him, and it came to be that they concluded that he does not believe in Tchias Mason. Which makes sense in the following way. Listen closely. What do you need Tchiyas HaMesim for? What's wrong with saying a person lives a good life, for example, and then they physically die, and they go to heaven and they enjoy bliss from then on, whatever sky there is in all of my ball. Let's say the person was a tzaddik. Right? So then what more do you need? If we say that one second of all of my ball is better than everything else, all the Olamaz and stuff like that, why would somebody want to come back to a resurrected world even in a better state? Stick with the summum bonum. Right? It's a pure ruchnias. It, it's, a, it's everlasting. It's better than anything physical. And it's infinitely better than anything physical. So what's Darfman? Now the Rambam never said those words. But I do understand that someone could then construe his words, his opinion, to mean that I don't really need Tchiyas uh, Mason. Therefore, it's not really a, a necessary belief of Judaism. And maybe there'll be, maybe there won't be. And what the heck, who cares? I, the Rambam, included Tchiyas Mason in that uh, essay when he was young. In the uh, 13 principles, the Animamans. That is true. But later on in his 30s, the Rambam wrote the Mishnah Torah. And there he hardly talks about Chiyas Mason. Hardly. Instead, he talks about Olam Haba, as I read to you last time. So you'll, if you forget it, you'll listen to what I read from Hilchas Teshuva. That's the main place. Uh, I repeat. Hilchus Chuba is partly about repentance, but it's also, towards the end, partly about Schar Onish. 
And uh, that's as close as the Rambam comes to repeating and refining what he said much younger age in Arabic, by the way, in the Hakdam of the Perichelech. Um, and there he talks all about the Olam, ha, Olam Habo, in Loguf, in Lachilashtia, whatever language it is. Here it is, Hatova, in Perichelech, of Hilchas Tshuva. Hatova, Hatzvuna, Tzadikim Hichai Olam Habo. Chaim Shem Ben Mavazim Mohem. Vatova She'eni Maro. That's the final good, the Summum Bonum. Okay? And he goes on to talk about this and that and the other, right? Olam habein logu fugvia. There's nothing physical. Now she's tzadikim belvad below guf kamalcha sharis. It's a ruchnius or some other state of being. And he goes on to explain it. I mean to, to repeat this in a fair amount of length, so you can look yourself again if you look in perches of elchas teshuva. So um, he didn't mention anything there about tchias amesim. Now, lower Inuit Araya, you know, just because he didn't say anything about it, but instead talked at great length about the lack of anything physical in Olam Haba. So the absence of discussion in um, in this sounds like it's like unimportant. And as I said before, Bostafman does. Why don't you simply say, I mean, you want to say, fine. If you don't, also fine. That's what it sounds like. It's enough, you know, if a if a person says, you know, he dies and then goes to bliss, goes to Olam Haba. Like, you know, that's pretty good too. In fact, that's great. And the fact he skipped coming back and seeing his relatives in the flesh and all the rest, they're like, big deal. If you think about it, big deal. Uh, it's like an intermediate stage that, that, that is unnecessary. That's uh, the, the, the point you know, that he, he wants to say. Now, I do want to say, and the Rambam himself points out, that in Hilchus Tshuva somewhere else, um, here it is, in Paragimel, in Hilchus Tshuva, uh, so he lists all his famous um, heresies, and one of them is in Pergil Who is it that doesn't get Olam Habo? Right? And one of them is Haminim Abakorsim, and one of them is Kofrim Betchisa Mesim, So he does say there that if you don't believe in Betchisa Mesim, resurrection, uh, you know, but that's it. He, he, he talks at great length on the other stuff. This being the case, if you follow what I just said, come to Christ that, that really physical resurrection of life seems pointless. And why would God do something unnecessary? Kind of violates the law of divine economy. Why don't you simply say a person's a righteous? And they go straight to Olam Haba. What do you know all the other stuff for? All I can tell you is that uh, rationalists, not the Rambam, but rationalists at the time of the Rambam uh, came to argue that indeed 
resurrection is not real. Even though the Gemara may mention it, but it's like an Agatha, you know, it's 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 a figurative. Uh, and they said, look, the Rambam himself, the Mishnah Torah doesn't talk about it hardly. And uh, that's because he himself knows he's too smart. He knows there's baloney. And that the Iker is what we call Olam Haba, which the Rambam would say is a, a different state of being. Uh, and obviously it's a different state of being in a place where there's no time or space. It's a Ruchnius. And, uh, and it's Chiesa Mesem, eh, you know, like that. Um, Rambam says there was a student in Damascus that said that and looked to the Rambam for support. Uh, Jews in Yemen heard about this and wrote to the uh, Rosh Hashiva in Baghdad, who was the head of the yeshivish culture in the time of the Rambam. The Rambam was not yeshivish. Uh, remember, the Rambam never went to yeshiva. I explained that. If you know his, if you know his biography, um, but they had yeshivas, obviously not uh, litvish yeshivas, but they had, according to the culture of that time, Bishmul ben Eli Hagon, they had a certain leftover gonic yeshivas, and there was prosperity and all the rest of it, and these guys were the right wingers, so to speak, and they looked askance on Maimonides, like who is this guy, you know. Uh, Clearly, he knows a lot, but on the other hand, clearly he's like a doctor, and you know, and he's a philosopher, and he's all this, and he and he throws in science and medicine into his safer as a weirdo, you understand? And they, the Rosh Hashiva, wrote to the Jews in Yemen and said, first of all, Yeshchis and Mesim and Torah, and all the Gemaras back it up, and the Rambam. Well, listen, the Rambam, you know. He screwed up. He didn't believe in it. That's what the Rashim Baghdad said. And uh, the Rambam says explicitly about the uh, dry bones that it's a mushal. And uh, yeah, he sort of like this, the Rambam, as it were. And he went on to say, this Rosh Hashiva, that even scientifically, now we're talking about the 1100s, so science was identical with, um, with the philosophy and metaphysics. Even scientifically, there are good arguments in favor. You can, like, sort of scientifically or philosophically prove um, physical resurrection. Uh, and he quoted Abyssinia and all these other famous philosophers. And you know how it goes. One of Rambam's uh, fans wrote to him about it. So what do you say about the subject? And this generated from the Rambam one of his essays called Igeris Tchis Amesim, in which he sort of responded... You see, he's very testy. He he was like disturbed, and he even says, "I'm writing this for the Amratzim Amratzish Hamonam." He says, "The Talmidei Chacham understand me, but the Amratzim seem not to." And you know, in in a certain way, he was calling the Rosh Hashiva in in Baghdad Amaritz certainly in the area of Machshava, no question about it. And even kind of a little sort of gently disses him for saying, "You're quoting." Philosophy and science, you don't know from the right, your right hand from your left hand in that department. Stick to Agathos, which you take literally, he says. You know, but that's bad enough. Don't try to bring in science, and he sort of makes fun of him in that Igeris Chiesa in a in a gent in a kind of a, a gentle diss. Um, now, the Rambam goes on at fair length, 
in this essay, and I don't have the courage to read it all, obviously. Even if I had the courage, I couldn't read it all. <laughs> to, 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 to say once again, look, let's let's set the record straight. I do believe in Tchis HaMesam. It is an Ikram in the Torah, but it's true. I didn't talk about it a lot in the uh, in my essays and in the Mishnah Torah. And the reason I did is because the Hamonam is fixated on Tchis HaMesam, and they never give any thought to what Olam Haba is. And, you know, so like I said, they want to know, are you coming back in your same state? Are you coming back with your tachrichin? Are you going to have new clothes on? Things like, you have a sheitol, you know? Things like that, which are dumb. Which are dumb. You should be wondering and concentrating on the final, the summum bonum, the highest good. And not these little things along the way. Even though, it may be that they are true. And, uh... In this regard, uh, I want to make the following point because I'm talking today whew, about uh, understandings and misunderstandings, and the Rambam is was clearly misunderstood, <clears throat> and I'll show you what I mean. If you look in Hokas Tshuva, when the Rambam says that people will be, you know, uh, will be like Malachim. That is to say, not physical. The Rivet attacks the Rambam here. The Rivet. And he says, When the Rambam... Now, this is a strange Rivet. Because it seems to be a non-sequitur. I'll say, listen again. Listen closely. The Rambam says, That Olam Haba is a different state of being. There'll be no body. Instead, there'll be naf shows We have such a thing in the world called Malachim. The Rambam believes in that. Not the way you think with it with wings, but the Rambam does believe in the Messias of Angels. But they actually constitute beings that are totally spiritual and not physical. So once the day will come, I shouldn't use that term, but you know, a situation will come where the tzaddikim will be like that. That's Olam Haba. But the Ravid says on that, that this is, Krovim is, is like, close, to saying there'll be no physical resurrection, there'll just be um, Olam Haba, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, non-physical resurrection. That is to say, you'll be in a different state of being. Uh, now I ask you the following question. Where'd you get that from? What's the Ravid mean? The Ravid never said that. All he said was, Olam Ha'engo Bugufuk V'il Nashat Sadikim Kamal Chesharis. What does that have to do with the fact that it, it indicates you don't believe in in Tchis and the Ravid goes on to say it's not true. Chai Roshi, I swear, Loyadas Chazal Chazal do believe in Tchis He brings a whole bunch of uh, uh, of stuff over there, Arias from different Gemaras and things like that in Sanhedrin or wherever, and uh, you know, like Rabbi Yochanan said, bury me in the right clothes because I expect to rise at the time of resurrection. You know, in Shabbos, Kofi of Dal, for example, and things like that. 
Chol Eilam Ochichin, the Ravid says, all these Chazals demonstrate, Ki Bigviyosin HaMichayim, people will arise with their goof. There will be a physical resurrection. Avol Evsha Shabar Yosin Gviyosam, Chazoko Sabriyas Kigviyosam Alochem. Uh, maybe when they come back in physical resurrection, uh, they won't be like you and I are today with our present exact physical constitution, which are subject to weaknesses and illnesses and things like that. Maybe it'll be a superior form of goof. Like the Malachim, for example, or maybe like Elio Novi, because we all know Elio Novi didn't exactly die, did he? He went up to heaven in a fiery chariot. Which, which is impossible, so it's an expression of saying it was translated to a different uh, state of being, but, you know, Elio and Novi, since he didn't die, can come back to Earth, which is why we have all these mices with Elio and Novi. You know, that's why you don't have a mice with Yeshayo, Yermi, Cheska, and the others. It's always Elio. And maybe in this Olam Haba, which will be in the state of resurrection, there will be crowns. Okay, because the Ramam says that uh, since it's all not physical, so all the expressions that you find the physicality are uh, muscles. Kacham Chacham, the Ram says, Olam Habayin Lo Achil O Shdi Latashush El Tzadikim Yoshim Rakhter Sei Baroshein Venanim Mizim Ashkida. That you know these are that the Tzadikim will sit with crowns on their heads and all the rest of it. And he goes on to say, "They're chida amro. This is all a chida. It's a riddle. It's not literal. When it says tzaddikim will sit there, it means mitzuyin shamblo amol yigid. They'll be. They will exist there. Not that they sit down. After same brosheim, and the crowns are are knowledge. To the Rambam, you know, knowledge is is independent of time and space, and they'll have a, you know more knowledge of God and things like that. And the rivus is baloney." Uh, there'll be a the, the, the Olam Haba is going to be the world not a spiritual world but the physical world in which people will be resurrected but it won't be the kind of body that you and I have now it'll be a stronger kind of a body and that's why you can go on and live forever and things like that that's the Ravid. Now, it's very interesting. The Lechem Mishnah there. This is all, anything I'm telling you is very famous. It's all very do. I'm just sharing stuff that a lot of people know. If you look over there in Perkes with the um, Lechem Mishnah. <clears throat> so listen, listen closely what I'm about to read. He interprets this um, difference of opinion between the Ramba and the Ravid precisely on the fact that th- these different Rishonim had very different ideas of what the Soma Bonim is. Rabbeinu Sover, according to Lech- I'm reading the Lechem Mishnah. Rabbeinu Sover, the Rambam holds, Olam Haba Tchiyas Mason Trey Milininu. That Olam Haba is not identical with Tchiyas Mason, two separate things. <coughs> So in other words, a person dies, eventually gets to Olam Haba, that state of being. Tchiyas HaMesim may happen, but it's almost like somewhere else along the line. Uh, it's not the same thing as Olam Haba. 
Fiolam Habahu Achra Mavis Utchiasamesim Achar Kachshichya Mesim. So in other words, Olam Haba is going to take place after a person physically dies, if he's okay. And Tchisamesim will also be somewhere along the line over there. It'll happen whenever it happens. It has nothing to do with Olam Haba. That's the way the Rambam is. Now, it's actually kind of confusing, because like I say before, what, you're in Olam Haba and then you're pulled out and you're brought back to resurrected? <laughs> Nobody's clear about that. But I'll, I'm going to repeat what I just said. Rabbeinu sovered the Olam Haba Tchiyas HaMesim, Trey Mile Ninu. Olam Haba Hu Achra Mavis, Utchiyas HaMesim, Acharkach, Sheyichu HaMesim. So there will be an Olam Haba, plus in addition, separate from that, will be a physical resurrection. Now the Lecha Mishnah goes on to say, V'haramban, V'acherim Cholko Alov. But other Rishonim, and we'll get to this eventually, I hope, disagree with the Rambam. They say he's got it wrong. That's what I just told you. Right? That Olam Haba means that those who are tzaddikim will eventually come back resurrected in a much stronger form and they'll live on forever. And that's their Olam Haba. And they want to prove it from the Gemara. The Mishnah, which says, Ain't Chiesamesim in the Torah, who covered with Chiesamesim, Lefikach Lo'ilolam Haba. You hear the language the Gemara says? Since you cover in Chiesamesim, therefore you don't get Olam Haba. What does one got to do with the other? Unless you say the two terms are synonymous. Ukumoshikosav Abala Ikrim, but my Ravi. But who's Altirich, the Yeshni, Mine Olam Haba? And then these other Rishonim get really complicated, like the Ikrim, and they say, there's two different types of Olam Haba. Echad Achar Amavis, Kodam Tchis Amesim. V'yechad Achar Tchis Amesim. Ulishnei, Ulishnei L'Kolam Olam Haba. So is that confusing enough? You die, but what happens to your Neshama, or whatever's left of you, when you die? Before the final resurrection and all the rest of it. So you're in some kind of Olam Haba, but then eventually will come a final judgment, or a Tchisa Mesim, or something like that, and that'll also be Olam Haba. So it comes out that the Jewish religion, according to these Rishon, very confusing, right? Very confusing. And he goes on to say this, repeat this in the uh, in the next next one also, where the Rambam says, Eimba Gufa Gviya, and Rabbeinu Ozel, a time made a sabra, Olam Haba, Tchisa Mesim, Train million, you know. Fikha Olam in Guf Klau, Kainal and the Fasha Shalom Habalach Ramavis. So the Rambam is Lishitaso. Harai, now again, I repeat, I'm, I'm reading the Lech Mishnah. Harai vid Milo, Shirabenu silvered Olam Hab behind the Tchisa Mesim. But the Ravid misunderstood the Rambam, and he understood, he thought that the Rambam holds like these other opinions. The Olam Haba is identical with Tchiyas HaMesim. And therefore, he said, why do you say that there will be no Achil Lo Shniya? Lo Shniya, below, you know, nothing physical. L'kach Tafas Alav, Derisha Zeh, Krovu L'mishamein Tchiyas L'gufiz El Neshamas. And that's why he attacked the Rambam, because if he says there will be nothing physical, then it sounds like you don't believe in any kind of Olam Haba whatsoever, which, of course, was not true. Okay? L'figach Pirish Ma'ad Em Achil Lo Shniya, 
Magushamila. But the, the Ravid therefore suggests that there certainly will be physical, but not the kind of physical that you and I have today. It'll be Superman, so to speak, like Elion Novi or something like that. Now, the reason I throw this all out at you is to show you that in the time of the Rambam, he was misunderstood. Uh, the Ravid clearly is a case of that. Lechemisha saying it. Not me. Don't shoot me. Uh, but he's, of course, right. And others said the Rambam's de-emphasizing uh, a physical resurrection. So if he doesn't even believe in it, not really. And the Rambam is writing this whole letter and essay to say it's not true. I do believe in it. But for a certain reason, he didn't feel it necessary to go into greater arichas about which is much harder to comprehend. He felt that it was more necessary to go into arichas about. Maybe precisely against to uh, upschlug the opinions of people like the Ravid and others contemporaries. Remember, the Ravid was the biggest rabbi, the biggest guy. And others, the Ramon clearly holds that his fellow were all messed up in their thinking of what the summum bonum is. And they confused in all kind of ways the Ramam held the basic concepts that we've been talking and playing with which is Olam Haba, Yom and clearly many of them thought that uh, you know, there was the, the, the summum bonum is physical. I wouldn't say it's wine, women, and song, but it'll be some kind of Mary Poppins situation. And everything will be great and fantastic. And it'll be a wonderful life. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Now, they're not philosophers. To the Rambam, anything physical, what we would call a physical pleasure, is not admirable. Get it? As a behemistic. Uh, uh, the ultimate pleasure has to be non-physical intellectual perhaps or otherwise now every region thinks the way they thought and it could be the Ramam thought the highest madrega is to have a seminar in which you know you get the final truth as a result of the seminar and that's you know the most unbelievable high it's possible the others didn't think that way but you see that if we're talking about the 12th century which the Ramam lived uh, there was quite a a lack of clarkite in all this. Uh, and that's because the Gemaras and the Jewish religion are not clear in um, in breaking up these terms. And the differences of opinion among Yerushan reflect that. Uh, I've already gone over my time limit. So let me close this down and we'll pick the rest of the discussion up, I hope, next time. I want to again thank Mishpacha Szymanski for their help and friendship. And without a bit, but you all, whew, what boils down to a good week. So I guess up. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.